welcome back, everybody. It is episode number 32 of the West Coast Preps podcast. I am Chris Jackson, joined by Gregory Marlantoon. Both of us had a really good Sunday over the weekend. I know the Raiders won their third straight game. They are 6-3 and three overall. I know a lot of teams cannot relate to that record. But the Patriots did just beat the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday Night Football. You know, a lot of people came into that game expecting Cam Newton to struggle against that vaunted Ravens defense, but instead... What happened, Chris? What, what did Cam Newton do all night? Instead, Cam Newton looked like he did in weeks one and two in week three of the NFL season, and like he did in Carolina as an MVP before that Super Bowl game against Denver. and played very well. And just like that, the GMT guarantee is rolling. I haven't missed yet, I don't think. Um, and we're continuing this train... Of the GMT guarantee, as the Patriots now four and five on the way to that ten and six record that I guaranteed not too long ago. But we also have some other things that we're going to get into before we get into our other sports conversations, including the NBA draft and more on the Patriots and Raiders. Is Bob Myers on the hot seat? Oh, jeez, here we go. He's not, but some people are saying he is no, here. Go ahead, have the some, clickbait. Get some, the clickbait going. Some people are saying that Bob Myers is. Kind of legacy is on the line here with this pick, but I think that's just a ridiculous take. We'll get into that later. Uh, At first, we are going to get into, we are now at the top 25 of the top 45 rankings. We're halfway done already. It's gone by quick. It has gone by quick. Yeah, the exclusive speed top 45 powered by West Coast Preps has gone really fast. It seems like just yesterday we released this news. Now I can't believe it's already, well... The day this podcast is coming out is Tuesday, November 17th. Happy birthday, Mom. It's her birthday, hey, by the way. So Happy birthday. The big old 60 for her. You're not supposed to say that on national I did. broadcast. I did. I really just did. You're, She's okay with it. She you doesn't just mind. threw your mom under the bus so bad. We celebrated her 21st birthday many years in a row. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Sounds like she's doing okay with her age then. Yeah, it's all it's all fine. You know. My, my mom does the same thing, but I'm not going to release her age like you did. My mom doesn't care. But she, she celebrated doesn't. her 21st birthday now for how many years? What would this was be? Was that 49? 39, 39 years? 39. Yeah. Math. It's been a while. It's okay. Yeah. You don't need math. Nobody needs math, really. Math is overrated. Geometry, algebra, all those top. <laughs> I don't know no, if I've ever used those. Stay in school. Go math. Get an A. Make sure you learn. That's right. Be a student athlete. Don't be like me where I can't remember any single name. Right. And always mess up the pronunciations of names. Hey, you've gotten better at that recently, though. I have. You have. I know how to say this one, too. Number 25, Mountain View senior Austin Flax. He had a big season also has a had a huge offseason while also committing to FCS school, Drake University. His 2019 stats were 42 catches, 849 yards, 9 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, and then also on special teams, he had 330 kick return yards. And then punted for the team, having 790 yards punting the ball this year. First of all, just a good kid in general, but he had a big season. Also, just a great talent, super shifty, and can get open with the best of them. Yeah, does a great job with his hips. I know that's something everybody's really said. He's just got that perfect movement down low there. As soon as he gets off the ball, I mean, it's, it's quick. He's getting that release really fast, and he's getting that ball in his hands, and he's doing a lot with it. He never let size or not going to the biggest school in California affect him. He's going D1 because you know why? He's obviously got the talent. He's worked really hard at it, but another reason why was he marketed himself. He contacted 50 to 80 coaches a day. That's that's the name of the game right there. That's the blueprint. 
He found that blueprint. It works, and look at what's happened to Austin Flax. Yeah, he contacted many people, and he got that. He got the opportunity to play at a D1 school, and that's the biggest thing. Uh, and he put in the work. He knew how to market himself on Twitter and on social media, knew how to contact coaches and be respectful. But most importantly, he balled out on the field when he needed to. And he did a great job this offseason, really put it in the work. But obviously, throughout the last few years, as also 2019 was a pretty big year when you look at those numbers. And that is why he is number 25 on this list. Yep, he's one of the best in the Bay Area. And we've seen why this entire offseason, why he's one of the best. At the exclusive showcases at the RBC, he dominated there as well. But number 24, one of the best in the country at his spot, Morel Catholic senior athlete Nico Reed. I mean, quite simply, he's a winner. Last two seasons, 20-5 and five overall at Morrill Catholic. Went to the NCS semifinals each of those seasons. Committed to Colorado over the summer. And his offer list was a big one, too. He had Air Force, Army, Colorado State, Fresno State, Nevada, Wyoming, to name a few of those schools. A lot of Mountain West schools, and he ended up the Pac-12. He's going to Colorado, which is off to a great start this year, just actually beating Stanford over the weekend. He's going to be a good one there for the Buffaloes. They've done a good job of recruiting, and He's their next big athlete there as well. And number 23, he's really produced, especially as right away in college. And I mean, in high school at Valley Christian, he's done an excellent job there. San Diego State commit and Valley Christian senior linebacker Dominic Oliver. Yeah, and he's had offers from all over the place, including Arizona, Cal Poly, Colorado State, Fresno State, Hawaii, Kansas, Montana State, Nevada. Man, this list is long. Yeah, it's a long one, right? You're able to get through <laughs> that whole thing? I haven't done yet. Sacramento State, San Jose State, Tulane, UNLV, Utah State, and Wyoming, just to name a few. And then 2019 was a huge year for him. 62 tackles, but this number is big. 15 tackles for loss, 5.5 sacks, 2 fumble recoveries, and then helped Valley Christian to a runner-up finish in the CCS playoffs last year. A big-time talent going to San Diego State. As San Diego State has recruited big from the Bay Area, as we have talked about previously. And San Diego State program has been a pretty good program over the last few years as well. And hopefully they continue to to play good football as the Bay Area kids start to head that way. Yeah, some spots San Diego State's always done well out has been running back. They've had a lot of guys there. Rashad Penny, all of those guys going to the NFL. Defensive back, they've had some good ones on linebackers. Been a great spot there, especially guys coming out of the Bay Area going to San Diego State. Dominic Oliver's next in line. And coming up at number 22 is a star defensive back out of Hayward, Alzillion Hamilton. Fresno State commit. Hayward's got a rich history in football. Now they're back with Alzillion Hamilton and his success he's had there. We see his offer list, but just what he and Hayward did last year was remarkable. They did. They went 10-2 and last season. It's the most wins since going 12-2 and back all the way in 2006. And they won a West Alameda County Shoreline Division crown. Um, Azillion also had offers from Nevada, New Mexico, San Diego State, San Jose State, and Wyoming before he committed to Fresno State. And he's also another big-time talent, a big-time defensive back. Big things for him and for Hayward coming up this season as well, hopefully. They put another guy in his same area of the Bay Area right by him is San Leandro senior athlete DJ Bryant at number 21. I mean, he's the definition of an athlete, plain and simple. He is just a plain, straight athlete. Another San Diego State commit. He can really play anywhere on the football field. He can play quarterback, receiver. Just one of those special athletes that can do anything on the field. 
whenever he wants. San Leandro went 6-4 and four when Bryant was a junior and appeared in the North Coast section playoffs before falling to Foothill in the opening round. But the main thing with DJ is he is just an absolute talent. Like I said before, committed to San Diego State, joining number 23 on the list, Dominic Oliver. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, San Diego State's done a great job recruiting the Bay Area recently. I know we talked about that a couple months ago on one of our early podcasts here. And another school actually in the Mountain West that's doing a great job recruiting into our next topic. Right in the Bay Area itself, San Jose State is just balling right now. They're off to one of their best seasons in 50, 60-plus years. I'm going to say it right here. It's amazing what happens when you recruit your home turf. That's such a big thing in college sports, it's, especially when your home turf is the Bay Area. Exactly, and we talked about the same thing with Cal and what they're doing in terms of recruiting from the Bay Area. And San Jose State is making that known here, starting off 4-0, and the best start since the 1950s. That was a long time ago. But San Jose State is all of a sudden becoming a good football program as they have struggled over the past years, but all of a sudden they are putting on a good performance in the Mountain West Conference. And... Also, a force to be reckoned with in that conference as well. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember San Jose State used to have some of their teams when they had their old coaching staff. They actually went to Colorado after that, but you had McIntyre there. They did a good job for a while there, had some good quarterbacks, athletes come out of there. But San Jose State, even better now. This coaching staff they've got, I know a lot of people love the assistant Alonzo Carter being a Bay Area guy, been a high school coach in the region for a long time, just tells it like it is. They do a great job recruiting the Bay Area, and when there's so much talent here, what you should do when you're right there in the heart of it San Jose State they're doing a great job they beat some good Mountain West programs already I never really got into watching San Jose State growing up but honestly every game they're on now I kind of want to watch I was watching that all Saturday night having a fun time watching them play UNLV kind of pulling away there at the end but you just go down up and down the roster it's filled with Bay Area guys I mean Kyle Harmon from Freedom he leads the team of 52 tackles through four games and just what he's done this season is it's insane. He's done a great job, and I know everybody is freedom up in Oakley and the Bay Valley athletically. Yeah. Had 13 watching tackles him. in the first half of one game as well. He's been putting on a good performance this year. And then you also have senior Hadari Darden. Did I get that one right? What's you did. Name? You did. Hadari Darden. I don't get me. I'm getting two weeks in a row. You're getting names correct. Yeah. Is there something wrong? Is the world upside down? Probably. It is 2020. It is 2020. <laughs> Anyways, Hadari, a Monroe Catholic graduate, is fourth on the team in tackles with 20. Um, so the, another big guy from the Bay Area that's producing for this team. Oh, yeah. They've got that up and down the roster. Their backfield, they've got a Bay Area guy from De La Salle. But we're going to go into how they've just recruited this area the last couple of years. I mean, 2021, this up this upcoming class, I know it's still early. Not everyone is committed, signed, whatever, and things are changing. Obviously, with COVID, the recruiting is kind of messing up some numbers a little bit. But they've already got Marin Catholic lineman Kai Peterson Davis and a three-star recruit there at Marin Catholic committed actually really recently the last couple of weeks he's announced he's going to stay home stay local go to San Jose State 2020 was filled with some Bay Area guys too all three-star recruits in that San Jose State that's that those are really good numbers to have pretty much an average of three stars guys you're bringing in they had yeah. a few Bay Area guys there yeah they do they have Dale Sal all-purpose back Shamar Garrett who has already seen action as a true freshman also Sarah athlete Terrence Lowville and a stellar prep linebacker Elijah Lawson are all part of that 2020 class and like you said before all rated as three-star recruits and for San Jose State to get three-star recruits consistently from this area is big time 
Yeah, people are seeing what they're doing there. They're building those relationships. As soon as they came and they started building relationships with the high schools, I remember that was a big thing at Cal when Justin Wilcox was hired. I believe the day he actually was hired, he went over to Monta Vista. He was over there recruiting kids as well, immediately building those relationships. That's such a big thing, especially you got to have your region from three, four, five hours to really hone those on those relationships. We've seen a lot of colleges in the past throughout the country have struggled with that. Cal immediately comes in with Wilcox a few years ago, understands the culture, understands the blueprint, the footprint here in the Bay Area, how talented it is. Immediately just pays dividend to Cal. Had one of its best seasons last year since they had Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Jackson, Marshawn Lynch, all those guys rolling through. San Jose State's doing similar things there in the Mountain West now, like you said, going 4-0 here. Best start since the 50s. That's that's a long time since they've that's, had a team like this. That's and, crazy. Is that is now 70 years ago when you talk about the 1950s because we are in 2020. And that's just crazy to think about. That is. I, to think San Jose State never really had a 4-0 start since then. It's just amazing how it went that long. But, hey, maybe it was worth the wait because yeah. look what they're doing now. And it's in a good area. I can totally see them going on a run as they continue to recruit the Bay Area kids, as we all know, our big-time talents in here. And all of a sudden, San Jose State could try and become a powerhouse in that Mountain West division that Boise State has seen the run for as long as I can remember, the last 10 years or so, I would say. San Jose State is greater than Potato Land. I mean, Silicon Valley or Potato Land. I mean, good mashed potatoes, I'm sure, but I mean, good, good mashed potatoes uh, you anywhere. Your mashed potatoes. We need to take you back to Mastro's and have you make sure you're in a happy place. Have some of those mashed potatoes. Oh, I'll have all of them. Too. Or the boathouse mashed potatoes. Anywhere, honestly, I'm good with mashed potatoes. Anywhere, I've never had bad mashed potatoes. Really? I'm gonna bring over a batch of mashed potatoes, and I'm just gonna mash them. I'm not gonna cook them or anything. I'm just gonna mash them. And see, see how I like it. See if you still like okay, it. Okay, you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it. I will do it. Should we live stream this, guys? Yeah, I think we should. Instagram live, everything. Let's okay. do it. I'm all for that. Let's let's make a story out of it too. I think. Get my quotes at the end because it yeah. it might be interesting. It might be ugly, but it, we'll we'll it see. Probably wouldn't taste very good. I'm not putting no butter, nothing. Just straight mashed potatoes. Hey, back to the roots, I guess. <laughs> we'll, so we'll see if I really love mashed potatoes. <laughs> Is that my favorite food? I don't know. We'll find that out. But back to San Jose State. All these recruits they've got. 2019, too, they had running back Audie Anderson from McClyman's. They had linebacker Jordan Cobbs from San Leandro. Malachi Miller from El Cerrito, a receiver I know. Actually just wrote a story on Robert Freeman from El Cerrito as well, kind of just talking about all the legends before him that have played there in the last decade or so. The Nambler Valley athlete Dominic Mazzotti as well. They're recruiting well, and it's shown in their last game. They beat UNLV 34-17. I mean, Kyle Harmon, you mentioned him with 13 tackles and one half is just an insane stat that I still can't wrap my wrap my mind around. He had 10 tackles this last game. Hidari Darden from Rural Catholic, eight tackles. Then that Dale South product, Kyrie Robinson, sophomore, 40 rushing yards in the touchdown. It's kind of their number two back in that game. They're doing well. They're succeeding. Big reason why? They're recruiting the Bay Area. They're staying, staying, in staying Area. home. Yep. And it's uh, something all schools start looking at. The Bay Area has tons of talent and tons of kids that need to be recruited and need to be at big-time schools because you see what happens when they get their opportunity at the next level. San Jose State is now 4-0 and looking at a Mountain West Conference championship hope as those is very reasonable. I think that it could be done this year the way they have started playing early on in 4-0 this year. 
uh, I could definitely see them making a run at that conference championship and maybe a big time bowl game this year if they continue on the track that the, that they are playing at. Yeah, they've got a good schedule coming up too. On Saturday, they go to Fresno State at four o'clock. The following week, they go to Boise State as well. So that's a big two game stretch. Fresno State's won three in a row. I know Jake Kaner actually the Montavista quarterback product started off at Washington, lost the job to Jacob Eason. I know a lot of people thought that could have gone either way. Now he's at Fresno. 422 yards over the weekend there as Fresno State's quarterback. Their most. It? That's it. Wow. Okay. The last the last time a quarterback there threw for 400 plus yards was Derek Carr seven years ago at Fresno. So that's, what is Derek Carr doing now? He's won three in a row. Oh, okay. Six we'll, and three. We'll get that, into that in a couple yeah. minutes. Yeah, but this next two games are going to be big for San Jose State. Going to be big, just a big barometer to see where they're at. But yeah, they've already beat be. some good teams. I mean, they beat Air Force week one. Air Force has always been a really good program. Eight or nine wins per season. Beat New Mexico. They went to San Diego State, which been a very good program as well the last 10-15 years especially when Rocky Vaughn was their head coach winning that 28-17 then they beat UNLV over the weekend as well by 17 points yeah I think that San Diego State win is when they really started believing themselves and really thinking that something special is happening at San Jose State but now they just have to continue it at Fresno State and at Boise State and then coming back home and playing Hawaii it will be a big stretch um, hopefully they I feel like if they get through the two game stretch they just can't make can't let them have a letdown against Hawaii um, after winning two big games, but I can definitely see them winning at Fresno State and at Boise State these next two games. I think, I think that talented. I think that's going to be a one and one stretch there. It's going to be hard to get to both those spots and win. It's both are really solid programs as well, but they're, you start off five and one in San Jose. That's that's good. Still, that, that's still a, a real good step in the right direction again as they continue building that program. But like you mentioned. Derek Carr oh boy. has won three games in a row. Oh boy. The Las Vegas Raiders oh boy. are 6-3 and three and currently locked into a playoff spot. That's a key word right there, currently. Yeah, but I mean, this is better than... They're doing better than they should, especially against the schedule they've played. Are they, though? Yeah. Are they? Nobody expected 6-3 and three with this team. You say nobody. Why do you say Nobody. Did you not believe in your team that they could be six and? There's just a hard schedule to start. That was that was a really tough schedule. Was it so hard that they lost to the Patriots? Well, the Patriots were. That's back when the Patriots were a Super Bowl contending team. Oh, so now they're not a Super Bowl contending. No, team. they're not. The Patriots no. that, are not. That a doesn't usually team. change. Year it does unless there's a big time injury. It, it which does they have because then Cam Newton started falling off. All of that stuff started okay. unfolding in New England. But well, now maybe the Patriots are trending in the right direction. Yeah. Well, I'll stay on the Raiders first since you want to brag so much. And also, I'm sure Brandon Younger would love to come on here and brag about the Raiders. But I'm not going to let it happen. Yeah, they, you guys got a big time win against Kansas City. I'm not going to lie. Probably a little lucky. I think they probably overlooked them just a little bit. Because let's be honest, they haven't lost another game other than the Raiders. Um you know, I just I don't see them being a great team. I think they're one year away from being a great team. Oh, I don't think the Raiders are a great if team. They, they might be able to sneak in with that extra spot in the playoffs, might be able to sneak into that sixth or seventh seed and then ultimately get crushed by who's the second seed right now? It's 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 City. their secondary is gonna be tough and they don't get a lot of pressure either. That's tough in the playoffs when yeah. you can't play good defense like that. But they're they're a good team, but they're not great. They're a good team. I I think they can make the playoffs and sneak into that sixth or seventh seed. 
But the AFC playoff race is going to be a fun one coming down the stretch as you've got four teams, I believe, at 6-3, and three, and then the Patriots coming up at 4-5 and five with a fairly easy schedule coming down the stretch. It's going to be a fun playoff race in the AFC as there's a lot of good teams out there uh, fighting for those, what, three wildcard spots now, which is a little strange to, to say. But that extra team getting in this year is going to be just make it that much more fun. I think as you have about five teams that are going to battle for those three spots. And the Patriots are going to win out and make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, we never mentioned Super Bowl. I'm not putting a guarantee on that. I need to wait a few more weeks. But they are trending in the right direction, as you said before. Um, you know, Cam Newton didn't look great last night. He threw the ball decently, though. He ran the ball when he needed to and made the plays when he needed to. The big thing about last night was that defense stopping Lamar Jackson and holding them to what 17 points that's a win in the fourth quarter they only had I want to say it was like 56 yards or something somewhere in that range in the fourth quarter alone defense stepped up when they needed to and that's complimentary football the offense steps up when they needed to against the Jets on Monday night football and then Sunday night football the defense steps up and that's how you play football that's how you play winning football and that's why Bill Belichick is the greatest coach to ever be on the sideline. John Gruden may have something to say about that this year. John Gruden lost to the Patriots on the tuck rule, cried, and then he left the Raiders to the Bucks. And then beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl and crushed them too. But he only really beat them because he knew every single play because the Raiders were dumb enough to not change any play and any signal at all. Classic Raiders football over the last two decades. Yeah. So, is John Gruden really a good coach? It's remained to be seen. I'm not sure. I think he's... He's very smart when it comes to football field. But is he a good coach? There's a difference. I'm liking him right now. He's, he's more aggressive, which is good. Cause there, I think he finally has the pieces he wants. Yeah, he, he does. They started to use Henry Ruggs in a little bit of different ways yesterday, which was good to see. I know he didn't have like some huge game, but at least it was more than just attacking him on the deep balls only. Well, you don't like him just running straight. I mean, he, what it's four two. But there's so you, you just get that guy in the open field, right? There's so there's so many ways to use him. Just going deep all the time is. He's being underutilized. Maybe they should trade him to the Patriots. For what did Randy Moss get traded to the Patriots for? A six rounder. Yeah, I think we'll give you guys like a fourth for him. I think that's fair. Am I bringing up some bad memories? He's over here crying now. Like, literally, I can see some tears. Randy Moss, when it comes to the Raiders, it's like, wow, hallelujah, look what's happening. And then, boom, it just, everything hits the fan. Yeah, it's typical Raiders football. Yep. What happens? But also, Bob Myers' draft picks recently are hitting oh. the fan as well, aren't they? Bob Myers is not on the hot seat, by the way, people. I'm sorry. I thought you said he was on the hot seat because I'm pretty sure that's what he said, that he needs to have a good draft. No, I Otherwise, said other people have said that, Greg, listening skills, no, critical. I'm talking listening. about our private conversations. You have said this before, that if he mess, misses on this draft pick, even though he's won three titles. Oh, I don't think if he misses on this draft pick that his legacy is any different. His still, legacy might not be different. I wouldn't but put is him on the hot be, seat. Is he going to be fired if he misses on this draft pick within the next three years? No. I honestly don't think so. I think Bob Myers would walk away because he'd be too tired before he'd ever get fired. I think that's more of Bob Myers' style. 
I don't think Bob Myers is walking away anytime soon. I could see him just getting really tired and just needing to take a couple of years off, take a little break. Yeah, spend time with his family. I don't. I could really see Bob Myers just being that kind of guy. I could see him doing that. I don't think at this time. I think. But I think that would happen before he'd ever get fired. If the and obviously that's a big if of him ever getting fired. Yeah. If the Warriors ever fire him, then something bad happened, or it's just time for a change of era after they've won a couple more championships. But yes, wow, Sam, they will win a couple more. I think maybe I think one more. more. I think one more is one more. what will happen. I think Steph gets to five. It's hard, man. With a chance to get six. It's hard, man. Right. But here, who? I'm just going to go with this first, actually. I'm going to ask you. Okay. The Warriors have the number two pick. I want to say, is it Wednesday night? Is it draft? Yes. Wednesday night. They have the number two pick behind the Timberwolves, who have the number one pick. What are the Warriors doing with that number two pick this year? I think they're going to take James Wiseman. Big man out of Memphis. That's a boring pick. But I, I think that's I what like they're going to do. I think that's what they're going to do. I don't like it. I want a different answer. That's the answer. I want some trades. I want some craziness. I want mayhem on Wednesday night. I would like to see some mayhem and some craziness, but I guess we already did see some craziness on Monday with Kelly Oubre and that Chris Paul Dre going to the Suns. I know Kelly Oubre was kind of a name floated around for the Warriors. Yeah, or that pick, that kind of takes away one option. Well, but, I, I, but I really do think it's Wiseman. I, now, if Wiseman goes one, which I don't think happens, then Anthony Edwards would be a warrior, but I think it's going to go Edwards to Minnesota, Wiseman to Golden State. What about LaMelo Ball, though? Can we talk about him for a second? Would he be a good fit for the Timberwolves or even the Warriors if he made it to number two? You know what? Take LaMelo Ball because you know why? If he If he pans out, great. It's great for the franchise. You got this future after Steph Curry retires, after this whole core of Steph, Clay, Draymond retires. But is he a win-now pick? But he is not a win-now pick. But let's say he pans out, great, cool. But if he doesn't pan out, it, everything just goes, to, just goes to the ground and nothing works out. Hey, at least you've got the LeVar Ball, Joe Lacob, and Draymond Green beef for a few years, right? At least you get entertainment out of it. Either way, you're getting entertainment. So you're just here for the entertainment. You don't want them to actually win. You just want to be entertained. Well, if they're if they're going to lose and miss on the pick, you may as well entertain me. Wow. Instead of it just being absolutely boring, right? That's an asinine comment that you just made right there. Asinine comment, Greg. Really? Go in there. Indeed. That's, that's the comment that you just made. Here's what the Warriors are going to do, and here's what's going to happen. This is a bold one too, isn't it? Yes. You want to put the GMT guarantee on this? I'm not going to no? put a GMT guarantee that's on probably, this. That's probably smart with NBA trades and free agency. In the yeah, too, too many things can happen inside the NBA for uh, for me to make a guarantee. Do they trade the pick for Jacob Evans to come back? Jacob Evans is not coming back to the Warriors. Good. I, never, I didn't even know he left. I, yeah, he got traded. He was part of that. Minnesota, on, right? Yeah. yeah that's right. It was just throwing him in there. It shows how much I have paid attention to Jacob Evans' career. What, as, a, what a terrible they, pick. What they a ter- did that miss was, on that one. That was an awful pick. Yeah, They did miss on him. But I think a big trade happens on Wednesday night. I think the number two pick will not be made by the Warriors on Wednesday night. Why? Because there's going to be a big power forward, small forward, wing type player who drives to the basket. And then we'll kick it to the corners to uh, Steph and Clay sitting there. 
Do you have any guesses as to who might be coming to the Warriors on Wednesday night? It will be wearing the number 34. Giannis Antetokounmpo. There you go. Giannis is going to be a Warrior. <clears throat> the number two pick will not be made by the Warriors because the number two pick will be made by the Milwaukee Bucks along with Andrew Wiggins going to the Bucks, and most likely next year's Minnesota's number one pick that the Warriors currently own. And I believe Giannis Antetokounmpo will be wearing the number 34 and will be playing in the city by the bay at Chase Center in that beautiful arena in San Francisco. And the Warriors will be making another run at the championship and passing the Lakers as the favorites to win next year's NBA championship. So Wiggins is going to be the only player they include in that deal. There's not going to be anybody else included in that trade. Correct. Milwaukee's going to ask for a fortune. <clears throat> but that. can they ask for a fortune if Giannis doesn't want to be there? But do we actually know that Giannis does not want to be there? And it's not ours to know. We're, we're not in that media section. They're going to they're gonna ask for someone big. So they get the number two pick. Minnesota's pick next year. Minnesota's going to be bad. They're Minnesota. They're always bad. So they're going to have another lot of They're saying pick. there's more value in that pick than this year's pick. I believe that. And then also... Andrew Wiggins. I know he's the number one pick. He played well last year when he wasn't the guy. As long as he's not the guy, he's a good He's also got the number one pick label attached to yes. him, so, the, so there's always unrealistic expectations with those he's guys, He's consistently right? averaging 20 points a game just about every single year. He's a good player. He wasn't, in a good, he wasn't with a good franchise either. Something we're exactly. forgetting, too. He's with Minnesota. Exactly. So I believe that that would be enough. There's probably maybe a Kevon Looney would be thrown in there. They would throw you him know, in there, I believe. Something, one of those role players um, that might be able to just get the deal done. But I think those are the three main keys to that trade that will happen on Wednesday night. I'm not going to put the GMT guarantee on it because I'm not fully confident. Now, what if Milwaukee asks for either Draymond or Clay in that deal? What do you do? You say no? Draymond, you have to think about it. Uh, you're not giving up one of the two picks if Draymond is included in that deal. I believe um, Clay Thompson is untouchable. You cannot trade Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson stays with this team. Everything he's done for the Warriors, the Splash Brothers, you do not get rid of Clay Thompson. Good. Just like I will walk out, just like Jerry West was going to walk out if they traded Clay Thompson to the Timberwolves back in 2015. For Kevin Love. Imagine how much different the NBA would be right now. Oh, the landscape would be totally different. Would the Warriors win a title? No. No. They wouldn't. Not with Kevin Love. How many titles would LeBron have right now? If he goes to the Cavs, they most likely make a move. Or do they keep Andrew Wiggins? That's crazy. That one trade changes so much. I think LeBron right now has three titles. <clears throat> three titles instead of four? Yeah. So you don't think he would win one? He or he would, he would win one in Cleveland? That's no, it? I don't think so. Really? I, I really don't think so. Wow. I feel like I want to make a movie on, like, what would happen. But it's also thinking about what would the Western Conference landscape have been, too. Would they, would OKC have made it? Would OKC still be together? Who who knows? What in the world could have changed in the KD NBA? KD could be in Washington, going back to his hometown, playing with John Wall and Bradley Beal. Now he's in Brooklyn. Now he's in Brooklyn, where James Harden reportedly may be interested in reuniting with Kevin Durant 
and playing James with Harden Kyrie. And Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on the same team. That is a lot of toxic. Yeah, there are a lot, a lot of sensitivity. Now here's the, in basketball sense, Kyrie Irving and James Harden. How does that work? Because they are definitely ball dominant people. That doesn't. I mean, they're both play point guard. We saw Chris Paul and James Harden. They both knew the ball and they made it work in a way. But Kyrie is such a ball handler and James Harden is such a ball handler. And neither one of them are pass first. Chris Paul is more facilitator. He can get the ball to other people. Where Kyrie and James Harden basically play the same game. Drive to the basket, take step back threes, facilitate every now and it then. You don't win a title with that. No. Even, even as much as Kevin Durant can do, and as good of a player as he is, you can't overcome not getting the ball because you got two guys that are holding the ball for 15 seconds in the shot clock. Can we just talk about how much Houston's imploded, though, and how nice that is to see? Well, let's be real. The Golden State Warriors kept a dynasty from happening with the Houston Rockets. I mean, they could have been to multiple NBA Finals. Who knows if they win one or two or maybe even three. But how many times did the Warriors beat the Houston Rockets over the last five years in the playoffs? I think it's four of the Houston five. Houston can never get over that. They missed 27 <clears throat> straight threes one year. The next year, Kevin Durant goes out. They still can't close out a game five in, in Steph Oakland. Curry goes off on my 21st birthday. In the second half, he scored 30-plus in that second half. That was a, just a crazy game. Iguodala hit some shots there down the stretch. Jarepko played well. Tony had some big ones, but just the Rockets can never figure out the Warriors' number. Just They could never do crunch it. Crunch time, it was always Golden State. They had that championship <laughs> mentality. Yeah. Now, with Mike D'Antoni being with the Nets, are they going to run that three-type offense where all they take is threes, or are they going to take mid-rangers? Because Kyrie and Kevin Durant are more mid-range players than they are three players. That's, again, where some problems will happen because they're going to want to take mid-range things, and D'Antoni's going to be like, no, 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 three ball, three ball, three ball. Also, though, D'Antoni's not working with Daryl Morey, right? He's not working with that heavy analytic. I know D'Antoni likes the three ball. He always has. Phoenix, he liked that when he started as a coach there last decade as well, but I think they could create some issues just because differences in opinions and you get the superstar opinions. Kyrie's always been kind of a headache there in the locker room chemistry-wise. But Well, Steve Nash and Kevin Durant are great friends back when Steve Nash was working with the Warriors and Kevin Durant, obviously, when he played for the Warriors. Those two worked really well together. So I do like the hiring of Steve Nash. I believe that will work. It's just whether Kyrie and Kevin Durant and that will work. But I do think that it will work in the short term. I think long-term, eventually, it will fizzle out, and one of those two will be leaving to somewhere else. I don't believe either one of them will end their career in Brooklyn, but it will be interesting to see exactly what they do, but it won't really matter because the Warriors will be winning a fourth title in the 2021 NBA Finals. No GMT guarantee yet. I need to see exactly how the roster plays out for everyone, but that is going to happen sometime in the future the Warriors will win a fourth title I will put a GMT guarantee on that because the Warriors are just that good Steph Curry is going to win a fourth and he is going to be elite and the best point guard to ever play the best point guard ever play in the NBA yes he's already the greatest shooter to ever oh, he, oh, race a basketball e easiest e that's not even a question little close I'm like right there right behind him maybe one day I'll catch him but I never wanted to go to the NBA. It wasn't a dream of mine.
why I never never pursued those talents. So I hand off my talents and I give it to Steph Curry. No, as you're him not being the best shooter, shooter ever. You're not the best shooter ever. Lavar Ball has said this multiple times. Yeah, as he bricks every every time he shoots it. Yeah. Yeah, he said he he beat Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh, that's right, one on one Michael yeah. Jordan. Okay. Anyways, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter. Clay Thompson, can we make a case that he's the second best shooter of all time? Yeah, he's definitely got to be up there, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, I'd be honestly insane if they are one and two when it's all done. Instead, Ray Allen obviously has his case though, as he's one of the greatest shooters of all time. But one and two, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, they will get a fourth at some point. GMT guarantee. Patriots going ten and six. Just gonna throw that in on there one more time. Hashtag. GMT guaranteed. And that wraps it up for the 32nd ever episode of the West Coast Preps podcast. The Raiders have won three in a row. The Patriots are coming off a big win. Maybe the two teams will see each other in the AFC Championship game there in a couple of months. That would be a fun one. We'd have to definitely Instagram live that game. We'd have to just have the whole world see us just go at it that whole time. I think that would be perfect for be great content, I think, as well during the winter months. But yeah, that'll wrap it up for this edition. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter. You can do that on the site of westcoastpreps.com on our homepage. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page. Check out all of our podcasts, Greg's highlight videos. Everything's up there. Be sure to follow us on social media, westcoastpreps underscore, and just follow all of our work at westcoastpreps.com. I'm gone. I'm gone.